welcome to Build Momentum, where we make PR easy for education organizations. We're so glad you're joining us today. We couldn't be more excited to dive in and help education organizations achieve bigger results with PR. In this podcast, our goal is to make PR easy for nonprofits, startups, research institutes, and schools. You can count on learning how to develop simple, replicable PR strategies and how to execute on those strategies. I'm your host, Sarah Williamson, and I've spent the past 15 years working in public relations where I've been able to understand what works and what doesn't when it comes to PR and how to land results that build your credibility. I will share my tips for success and interview others who have done the same to provide you with a PR framework that you can use within your own organizations. If you're looking to increase brand awareness, to enhance your profile and stand out from the crowd, and you want to learn simple, actionable strategies to do it, you're in the right place. If you haven't already, be sure to check out my latest free guide, how to write a killer case study, even if you don't have data. You can find it at casestudy.swpr-group.com. That's casestudy.swpr-group.com. Today, we have the wonderful pleasure of having Madeline Turnock on the show. Not only have we known each other for years, Madeline, but she was my boss when we worked together at H&K Strategies about 14 years ago. I've always loved learning from Madeline, but having her also share with my audience is truly a treat. Madeline has years of experience in higher education, nonprofit, and corporate PR, building and growing teams that drive change and build stronger communities. She combines a master's in organizational leadership with her research-based and results-oriented approach to communications. Welcome, Madeline. It's so great to have you. Thanks, Sarah. It's great to talk with you and to work with you always. And thanks for having me. Okay. So kind of exciting because you're right on the show right before the new year. So it's kind of nice we can talk about how a new year offers an opportunity for a fresh perspective and a fresh start. I'm excited to dig in and learn more about what you have to share today. Yeah, I figure we might as well harness some of that new year energy. It's an important time we can adopt a growth mindset or maybe just recommit to that growth mindset and harness our creativity and consider ways to expand our collective impact. Yes, that's always a good idea to think about how we can really harness that creative energy, especially as we enter a new year. I love it. So tell me what you mean by a growth mindset. So we can just get clear on what we're trying to accomplish and what we're trying to talk about or achieve when we say that. Sure. Just think about this as a foundation for our discussion today. And it's a growth mindset is really assumes that we're all learners and that we each have something that's an innate talent and gift that can be developed with some work and some effort. Great. So how does having a growth mindset support my listeners who are education nonprofits, ed tech startups, and research institutes, how can that way of thinking really benefit them? Yeah, I think that um, it never hurts to keep reminding ourselves, first of all, that we're learners. And Mm -hmm. it helps us to start reframing problems as challenges that really have infinite possible solutions. In fact, it was an educator, Dr. Carol Dweck, whose research into students' attitudes and beliefs coined the term more than 30 years ago. So this is nothing new, but it's just a wonderful time at the new year to just remind ourselves we're all learners and we have infinite possibilities in the new year. I love that silver lining thinking, especially as we enter 2021. I think everyone's ready to put 2020 to bed. Yes. (laughs) 
Yes. So Madeline, we love to get really practical on this show. I know you came prepared to share three ways our listeners can consider expanding their impact in 2021. So I'm really excited to dive in. Let's get right to those three ways you suggest we can grow and increase our impact this next year. Sure. Well, thanks for bringing this this topic to everyone's attention because it's an opportunity to jumpstart our creativity and we we can implement these three tips we're going to share today in any order and you can continue to cycle through them multiple times. So this is all based, the basis for this is design thinking. It's the design thinking process and I'll tell you more ways at the end to learn more about it. Awesome. So okay, so what's number one? Let's let's get into it. So first, map your ecosystem. And what does that mean? Well, in communications and public relations, we start by identifying our audience. We research and segment that audience based on demographics, psychographics. Think of it as you're creating a collage. You're mapping your ecosystem. You're mapping your audience. It might be your customer base. You might map your talent base or your thought leaders in your industry or all of the above. And if you send me an email, I'm happy to send you back a way to download a free ecosystem map. But this is all based in many theorists, but one that I particularly like is Sally Helgeson, who in the 1990s in her book, Web of Inclusion, really foreshadowed what's happening today, which is uh, organizational structures of less hierarchy, power and position that are much more relational and more inclusive and more connected. And so if you think about that and you think about a web and this web of inclusion, then and if you think about mapping your ecosystem, how are all of your audiences connected and interconnected? So that's number one. Awesome. So I think that's so helpful because we often hear the word ecosystem, and I think a lot of people are a little bit stumped by what that means. So I love that you shared that visual of the collage and and the web. That really helps to articulate what that actually means for our listeners. So that's really helpful, Madeline. What is number two? Sure. Second, and again, these can happen in any order, but second would be to identify your big problem or two that you can solve for. And so what is what does that mean and how do you do it? So this is a challenge or a barrier that your audience or your ecosystem might face, that your organization is uniquely poised or positioned to solve. So you're really applying a lens of empathy to this ecosystem audience to consider how you and your team can help solve a social or cultural problem that are that's faced by one or more um, individuals or teams or groups in your ecosystem. So these could be partners, students, donors, customers, clients, or your employees. So conversations with people in your ecosystem is often the best way to surface some of these problems. And chances are that your organization is uniquely positioned to help them solve these. And so you take that problem, state it in a very clear, straightforward way, and then turn it into a problem statement, something that's practical that you can solve for. That's great. And I love that you bring up empathy because I feel like that's 
the word of 2020, um, being more empathetic. And if if we have an op- opportunity to really think about the problems our clients are facing, the students are facing, any company organization, think about what is really what people are struggling with and having empathy for those struggles. I think that's going to make a huge difference in whether or not you can help them succeed. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, that's great. You brought that up. So we've identified our problem. So now what? Hopefully this third tip will help us solve that problem. Got it. But instead of needing to have all the answers, this third tip will help you ask a question that opens up possibilities to solve the the problem statement we just talked about. So here's the question. It starts with three simple words. How might we? And then finish that, that answer with the problem statement. So how might we? So you've mapped your ecosystem. You've identified your problem statement. And now... You ask, how might we solve this problem? So start by bringing diverse voices to the table, then create space for people to comfortably share their ideas, their perspectives, answers to that question, how might we? So this is intended to be a very open-ended question that sparks your teams, create creative thinking, innovative ideas, and starting to solve for that problem. And so then we when we ask how might we, we start to address the challenge and the problem statement. So first brainstorm and ideate. Later, you can evaluate the ideas for what's actionable, feasible, and practical. But first, just open the conversation, let people ideate around that question, how might we? So you'll mm-hmm. cycle through this several times, and then it will start to, these three tips will start to become second nature. Um, And if you're an educator and you really want to dive into design thinking and more about how you can sequence these conversations, I really suggest checking out a fellowship program called School Retool. And a new cohort is starting soon. And the website to go to is constructlearns.org. Oh, great. That's so great. I really love how you how you emphasize in this third idea that it's so important to bring a variety of different voices and perspectives to the table because oftentimes we can be so focused on what we think and what we believe and what we think is best for a company that we forget to incorporate all of those other voices that may not agree with us. But it's really important to get their perspective so that we can provide a more well-rounded solution in the end. So true. So true. Yeah. Oh, this is so great, Madeline. I love how simple and easy these tips are and how they can be replicated by any organization and how it how we can do it over and over again throughout the year. And it can really spark that creative and innovative thinking. This is fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And um, it's a pleasure to share some of these with you. Wonderful. And where can my, my listeners find out more about you, Madeline? You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me at madeline.turnock at gmail.com and uh, feel free to reach out. Wonderful. Thanks so much. I'm so glad you were able to, to chat with us and I hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye, Sarah. Bye. Don't forget to grab my free guide to creating a killer case study. Even if you don't have data, we walk you through how to do that. Again, that's available at casestudy.swpr-group.com, casestudy.swpr-group.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and write us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you choose to listen to. We will be back with another episode of Build Momentum next week. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a great one.